Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How's everybody doing on this Friday? This is the High School Football Friday Night Lights preview review show for week eight. And I cannot believe that we are almost finished with the regular season in high school football for the Chattahoochee Valley. Want to remind all you listeners that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia, from 5 to 6 p.m. Brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide, and Backwoods Barbecue. So on the show today, I will have my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank, as we are going to recap the Lanier-Russell County game that we called last week, and we are going to preview Glenwood and Monroe Academy tonight at the Swamp. It's homecoming. All the Glenwood Gator faithful are going to be out there at the Swamp and looking forward to calling that game with Corey. So many of you know, I do have an audience for this show as a lot of coaches, players, and fans of high school football will tune in to listen to me on Fridays. But this show is five days a week as I try to cover all the local sports in Columbus. And I do touch up on some national sports as well. This is a podcast that is five days a week. So keep listening to the show. You can also find me on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is episode 477. Been doing this podcast for two and a half years, and I'm just continuing to grow my audience. And thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. And uh, let's go ahead and talk some high school football, shall we? It's week eight. And you voted for it on Twitter. The high school game of the week, the battle for the Brucelli jug. You have two talented private schools out of Columbus, Georgia, that there is no love lost between these two schools. Brookstone is hosting the Vikings of St. Ann Pacelli. Both teams really want to try to bring that Brucelli jug back to their campus. St. Ann Pacelli was able to do that last season after beating Brookstone for the first time after six tries. Now this game is in Brookstone. The Brookstone Cougars are 3-2 and two on the season. And if you look at the Brookstone team, they have been battle-tested. They're 3-2, and two, and this is their first region game. After starting the season 2-0, getting two close wins over Glenwood, First Presbyterian Day, then beating Mount Zion to go 3-0, and they have lost two straight to Stratford Academy and Whitfield Academy. And now they are hosting a St. Ampicelli Vikings team who is strong, 5-1 and one on the season. And some of these scores, it looks like, Head coach Dwight Jones has got St. Ampicelli ready for a state title run in the GIAA. Beating Gatewood last week, 42-7. The week before, Stratford Academy. So they have been on the road the last two weeks. Beating Stratford Academy, 21-7. And then Gatewood, 42-7. They have been firing on all cylinders. And they are ready to take on this Brookstone Cougars team. All right, so I'm going to have a poll on my Twitter page. I know I said that I wasn't going to do this because it's clear for week nine that the high school game of the week has to be Auburn at Central, right? And I'm actually going to include Crisp County and Carver because that is a very tough region game. And then we're also going to factor in, let's say, Beauregard at Central of Clay County. It's not a foregone conclusion. It's going to be Auburn and Central, although I'm sure that the fan bases of Auburn and Central are going to stuff the ballot box. So I'll have that Twitter poll out later today. Let's go ahead and get into week eight for high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. So we did have some games last night. Not a whole lot of action. 
around the Chattahoochee Valley. But the Central Red Devils did have a game against the Generals of Lee Montgomery, and Central came out on top, 54-14. to And they get ready for that game, the big showdown against the Auburn Tigers. It should be a special game. You look at who they have played, you know, losing to IMG Academy, losing to Opelika, everything's right in front of them. And if you look at their schedule, Auburn's going to be a tough game, but they get this game at home, and then they take on Prattville at home. They run the table, they're going to win this region, and that is going to help them when it comes to seeding in the playoffs. Looking at the standings for 7A Region 2, Auburn is undefeated at 5-0 in the region, 7-0 overall. Central is 5-1, 6-2 overall. So in third place, there is a tie between Opelika and Dothan with a 3-2 record. And then Prattville is in fifth place with a 2-2 record. Only four of these teams are going to get in the playoffs. And Opelika has got a big game against Smith Station tonight at Bulldog Stadium. Dothan takes on Enterprise tonight. That is going to be one of those games where Dothan has got to win if they want to try to sneak into the playoffs. Because right now, 5-2 overall, 3-2 in the region. I think the Dothan Wolves have what it takes to make the playoffs. So last night at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, the Red Jackets of Jordan were hosting the Hurricanes of Rutland in a region game, and the Rutland Hurricanes were able to get the victory 49 to nothing. Jordan is now 0-7 on the season, 0-3 in Region 2 for AA. And wrapping up the season, they got two more road games and they will take on Kendrick on November the 4th. And that game, I'm not sure if that's going to be at Kennett Stadium or Otis Spencer Stadium. But that Otis Spencer Stadium is going to be here before you know it. In a couple of weeks, the Spencer Green Wave are going to host three home games. Spencer is on a roll, and that's why I have included them in my top 10. 4-2 on the season, 3-0 in region play. I think that Spencer has got everything in front of them as they are taking on Southwest tonight. That game is going to be on the road, and then they wrap up the season with three home games. Northeast, which is a candidate for high school game of the week. You have Central out of Macon, and then Ace Charter out of Macon to wrap up the season. And Spencer is in the driver's seat right now. Looking at the standings for 2A Region 2, the Spencer Green Wave are tied at 3-0 at the top of the division with Northeast. So that is going to be a battle. Kendrick and Jordan are yet to get a win in this region. They are both 0-3 in the region and 0-6 overall. So recapping some of the games from last night, we are going to go ahead and get into the games that are happening tonight. Let's start with the game that Corey and I are calling. Glenwood taking on Monroe Academy. It is Glenwood's homecoming. Glenwood is 3-3 on the season, 3-1 in the AISA. And this is going to be a region game where they can actually position themselves for a possible playoff run. After getting a big road victory, 43-13, against Valiant Cross Academy in Montgomery, they come home to take on the Volunteers of Monroe Academy, who's 2-5 on the season. And then looking at the rest of Glenwood's schedule, they travel on the road two more times. Atuga Academy, Morgan Academy, and then they host Chambers Academy in a non-region game on October the 28th as Corey and I will have the call for that game against two teams in the region of Alabama who are private schools, but it is a non-region game. Glenwood will probably have wrapped up the division already, and they will gear up for the playoffs. If you look at the standings right now, Lee Scott Academy is leading the way with a 4-0 record, 6-0 overall, and then Morgan Academy is 3-1. That's going to be a big game against Glenwood, and that could determine seeding when it gets time for the playoffs. Atuga Academy, remember Glenwood lost to him last season. Atuga Academy is 2-2. Two two. Glenwood is 3-1 right now in third place. And then the bottom of this region, Bessemer Academy, 
one and three, Fort Dale Academy, one and three, Monroe Academy is one and three, and then Valiant Cross Academy is one and three. So Glenwood actually is in pretty good position to try to make the playoffs. I'd like to see that. Now let's go over to the Russell County Warriors. They are on the road against the Patriots of Pike Road. Pike Road is a very strong team that won the state title last season for 5A. Pike Road, they look really good this season. This is going to be a challenge for Russell County because Pike Road is 3-0 in the region, 4-2 overall. Russell County comes into this game 1-5. They have lost five straight games, and they have not won a game in region play yet. Russell County could make a statement if they go into Pike Road, which is just the outside of Montgomery, and if they can get this win. Because right now, they are currently in sixth place. Only four teams are going to make the playoffs. you got Carver-Montgomery at 4-0, and and they get ready to take on Wetumpka. 6-1 overall. Wetumpka is also 6-1 overall. This is a huge game tonight. Carver-Montgomery versus Wetumpka. This could be a difference. Pike Road, if they get this win, they could actually overtake Carver-Montgomery. They know they still have to play him. And then the Poets of Lanier, the team that beat Russell County last week, 33-14, they are 3-1 in the region and 5-2 overall. So it looks like the top four teams in this region, barring anything else that could happen, that they could win this region. They got to beat Pike Road tonight. They have got to beat Park Crossing, and then they got to hope for help. But I think that Russell County, their season has ended. I, I believe Russell County has been eliminated from the playoffs because they do have two more non-region games. They only have two more region games left. They play Park Crossing next week for homecoming. So they're really right now playing for pride. This is not the start that Russell County wanted at 1-5. But it should be interesting. Let's see what happens. You got Smith Station. They're one and five, but the playoffs are actually a possibility. They take on Opelika up in Bulldog Stadium tonight. Opelika has lost three straight games, so something's got to give. You look at what Opelika has done. They've beaten Central, but they have lost to Prattville. They lost to Theodore, a non-region game. Now, one of the top teams in 6A, and they lost to Auburn last week. They are currently 3-2 and two on the season, even though Smith Station is 1-5. The Smith Station Panthers are 1-3 in the region. It is possible that Smith Station could get in the playoffs if they win the rest of their games. But they got to start with this Opelika Bulldogs team. I look at two quarterbacks, Jackson Greer for Smith Station, Roman Gagliano for Opelika, and I see a battle tonight up at Bulldog Stadium. Opelika's remaining schedule, they take on Enterprise and Dothan. If you look at the standings for 7A Region 2 right now, it's Auburn and Central at the top. Central controls their own destiny. If they win out, they're going to win this region because they'll have the tiebreaker with Auburn. In third place, it's a tie between Opelika and Dothan. Opelika still has to play Dothan, that final game on October 21st, that could be a game who could determine who gets in the playoffs. And that game is in Dothan. You know that's going to be a very tough place to play. If you look at Dothan, Dothan is 5-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in region play. They got Enterprise tonight. They really could position themselves if they get a win over Enterprise and if they beat Jefferson Davis on October 28th. So everything is in front of Dothan to make the playoffs. Right behind Opelika and Dothan and in fifth place. Remember, the top four teams will make the playoffs for 7A Region 2. The Prattville Lions. Boy, that game against Smith Station hurts because now Smith Station owns the tiebreaker and they're only a game out of Prattville. They're one and a half games out of the playoffs. So if Smith Station wins all their games, they're getting in the playoffs. But the Prattville Lions, I'm not saying they've had a disappointed season. They're 4-2, and two, but 2-2 two and two in the region. And getting a big win over Opelika, that is something that they could be proud of. That's something that 
that is a statement win. They did lose to Dothan. So that is going to be key because they don't have the tiebreaker to Dothan. Dothan really controls their own destiny. If they win out, they're going to the playoffs. Opelika, Prattville did get the win over Opelika. They did beat Enterprise. I think that, you know, playing Jefferson Davis tonight, Prattville has an opportunity and then taking on Robert E. Lee because the back part of their schedule is brutal taking on Auburn and Central. So Prattville, these are must-win games for the Prattville Lions. You look at Enterprise, Jefferson Davis, Smith Station, all one and three, and then Robert E. Lee has yet to win a game. You know Smith Station, these are winnable games. They could beat Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis, and if they upset Opelika, I think the Smith Station has a shot at making the playoffs. But one of these teams at the top, like Opelika, Dothan, and Prattville, will be left out. So that is something to look for. All right, let's talk about Valley because they got a big game against Tallahassee tonight. Boy, the Valley Rams at times have looked good. And then at times, sometimes I, I just don't know about this team. You know, beating Russell County but losing to Central Eclair County out of Lineville. I start seeing this Valley team and wondering, can they make a deep playoff run? I mean, they do have the playmakers to make it happen. Cam Dooley is a great dual threat quarterback. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the region. But right now, Valley is 3-3, three and 1-2 three, and two in 5A Region 4. Taking on a Tallahassee team that is 3-4. This is a very important region game for Valley. If you look at 5A Region 4, right now, the two top teams are Beauregard and Central of Clay County. And that's why that's one of my favorites for high school game of the week for next week. Tallahassee is 1-2. and two, Valley is 1-2. and two. So this is a very important game for the Valley Rams to get the win over the Tallahassee Tigers to get to third place. The bottom of this region, Elmore County and Sylacauga, I mean, anything can happen. You know, you only have six teams here. Anything can happen in this region to try to make the playoffs. You have Lafayette taking on Lynette for the final time in this program's history. Lafayette is going to close their doors next year. They are going to merge with Valley High School, and it's going to be called something else. But both teams have had disappointing seasons. This is a rivalry game. It's a very special game. Lynette is 2-5 and five on the season, 1-3 and three in region play. And uh, they've had a tough season. I mean, this is a young team. The Lynette Panthers are a very young team that Coach Story has. And there are going to be some growing pains. But right now, if you look at 2A Region 3, the top of the region is Realtown at 4-0. Highland Home with a 4-0 record. And then Luverne and then Goshen. Lafayette is 2-2. Two and two, And Lynette is 1-3. So this is going to be a very important game to try to get seeding. Sometimes a team that gets hot can sneak into the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. Anytime you see Lynette, you always see a Lynette Panthers team that makes a deep run into the playoffs. And it hasn't really been the case this year. Two and five on the season, but they still have Goshen and they still have Barber County. I think that the Lynette Panthers could sneak in and at least get to 500. They just got to win their last three games. Lee Scott Academy, we talked about them. They are the best team in the AISA. Taking on Bessemer Academy on the road. We saw Bessemer Academy. They're 1-3. and three. We saw them play Glenwood, and Glenwood beat them 34-7. to seven. Lee Scott Academy, they're just going to continue their dominance. And I'm interested to see that game. So let's talk about last night. Chambers Academy. What has Chambers Academy done? Well, they've rallied off five straight wins. 5-2 and two overall. 2-0 two and oh in the region. They get a big road victory over Abbeville Christian Academy. 56-7. And don't look now, but Chambers Academy controls their own destiny. They are still undefeated in region play. I'm looking at the standings in the AISA Region AA. And Chambers Academy is in first place. Edgewood Academy is 2-1. Macon East Montgomery Academy is 1-1. You got Abbeville Christian Academy 1-2. And, and Hooper Academy is 0-2. 
Chambers Academy is just starting to fire on all cylinders. They look really good. Now let's go over to Eufaula. As the Eufaula Tigers taking on a talented Charles Henderson team, Eufaula is one of those teams that has everything in front of them to play for. They are 6-1 overall, 3-0 in region play, and both teams are undefeated. Charles Henderson is 5-1 overall and 3-0 in region play. This is a crucial game for both teams in this region because the winner will be in the driver's seat and will be in first place. Talladega taking on Hanley. The Hanley Tigers suffered their first loss last week against Aniston. And there's something special about this Hanley Tigers team. I think that Hanley, out of Roanoke, one of those teams that could compete for a state title at the 4A level. Hanley is 6-1 and 2-1 on the season. And they are currently in second place. They've got to get this win over Talladega, who's 0-4 in the region and 0-6 overall. Let's talk about the Beauregard Hornets. Still undefeated, still looking strong, still looking like the blueprint is working for the Beauregard Hornets as they are undefeated and they are taking on Elmore County on the road. Beauregard is 6-0 on the season, 3-0 in region play, and they are the top of their region. Elmore County is 4-2 overall, 1-2 in region play. As Beauregard gets ready for that big matchup against Central of Clay County next week, this is a must-win game for the Beauregard Hornets. They just need to continue this momentum so they can win this region and get into the playoffs. All right, let's go to the other side of the river. Let's go to Columbus. Because tonight at Kennett Stadium, you got the Columbus Blue Devils coming off of a loss. Coming off of a loss to the Carver Tigers last week. The Columbus Blue Devils are hosting the Doherty Trojans. Doherty is 6-0 on the season. So looking at 3A Region 2, Doherty is 1-0 in region play along with Carver and Thomasville. Columbus is in last place with a 2-4 record, 0-1 in region play. You got two state title runner-ups facing each other tonight in Thomasville. The Carver Tigers, 4-1 overall, 1-0 in region play after getting the win over Columbus last week, taking on Thomasville tonight on the road. Remember, Thomasville... Lost to Fitzgerald in the 2A state championship game last season. They are 3-3, 1-0 in region play. This is a huge road game for the Carver Tigers. And next week, Carver will host Crisp County, which was one of the favorites to win this region. They're actually struggling this year with a 3-3 record, but they are 0-1 in region play after losing to Doherty last Saturday. But Chris County will take on Monroe tonight. All right, normally this rivalry, it's a big rivalry game. But Harris County has struggled this season. The Northside Patriots taking on Harris County. This is a region game where these are two border schools. You know, Northside is on the border of Muskogee County. You got Harris County in Hamilton, Georgia. A lot of the kids know each other. But Northside is having a special season. 5-1 and one overall. They have not started region play yet. But as they take on Harris County, Harris County is 1-5. But they have not started region play yet. Right now, there are five teams in 5A Region 3. And Northside has a 5-1 and one record. Followed by McIntosh with a 3-3 three and three record. Harris County is 1-5. Northgate is 1-5. And, and Drew is 0-5. So even though Harris County has had a tough season so far, the season's just started because they now can get into their region part of their schedule and what better way than to host the Northside Patriots tonight in Hamilton, Georgia to try to get the victory. And then next week they take on Northgate, then they take on Drew, and then they take on McIntosh. I think that everything is in front of the Harris County Tigers. The Northside Patriots, they're just on a roll. Five and one. They want to try 
to just win out, win this region and make it into the playoffs. But they got to start with their crosstown rival, the Harris County Tigers. Also taking on Northgate, Drew, and McIntosh to wrap up the season. I just love high school football when they get into region play. This is exciting. Now going up I-185, you got North Clayton taking on LaGrange. LaGrange did beat Riverdale last week, 28-14. North Clayton loses to Troop County last Thursday night. And so if LaGrange wants to make the playoffs, they've got to get this win. They are 1-2 in 4A Region 4. Looking at the top of the standings for 4A Region 4, Trinity Christian 3-0, along with Troop County 3-0, and they are also 6-0. Whitewater is 2-1. Whitewater has got a big game against Trinity Christian tonight. You got Troop County that is traveling to Riverdale. Riverdale is 2-2. They're actually in a very good position to sneak into the playoffs especially with LaGrange and Stars Mill at 1-2 and two on the season. And then, of course, you have Fayette County, 1-2, and two, and then North Clayton, also 1-2. and two. But let's talk about Stars Mill, because the Stars Mill Panthers, they are taking on Fayette County tonight. They have a pretty easy schedule until they get to Whitewater on November the 4th. So that's a team to look out for. So Landmark Christian, they are 3-4 and four on the season. They... Lose to Columbia last night. Columbia is 5-2 and two on the year and 2-1 and one in region play. This, these are very important region games. Looking at the other games around the Chattahoochee Valley, you got Crawford County taking on Heard County. Over at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, you've got Cairo, the Syrup Makers, taking on the Hardaway Hawks. Hardaway has had a tough season so far with a 1-5 record. You also have Kendrick taking on Northeast. Some of the other games around the area, Greenville is traveling down to Butler to take on Taylor County. You got Chatco that's on a bye. Central at Talbotton is also on a bye. Macon County is on a bye. Pretty much everybody in this region's on a bye. Taylor County's on a bye. All right, so let's cover down on some of the teams from the Noonan area. Let's start with East Coweta. Boy, the East Coweta Indians, they look good. East Coweta's 4-2 on the season as they get ready to start region play tonight against undefeated Carrollton. All right, Noonan, they're 2-4 on the season, 1-2 in region play. They are taking on Alexander tonight. Some of the schools that are on a bye this week include Auburn, Callaway, Shaw, Manchester, and Marion County. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for. I know you love this. You love my top 10 list. I love doing it. I post it on Twitter every Monday. I reveal it on Monday's show. But I give you the top 10 teams out of East Alabama and the top 10 teams out of West Georgia. I know a lot of you are wondering, why don't I combine the two? Well, then it would be hard for me to to try to pick because they all play at a different level. But here we go. I'm going to start with East Alabama. It's the top 10. Let's go. Let's do this. Number one, the Auburn Tigers. They're on a bye this week. They're 7-0. They look great. They play Central next week, which is probably going to be the high school game of the week. I think what Auburn does is special, and Coach Etheridge has got a great team. Number two, the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. 6-0 on the season. They are in the driver's seat in the AISA for the playoffs. The way they have beaten all the teams in front of them has been incredible. And even the Glenwood game, they beat them 35-16. to 16. They take on Bessemer Academy tonight. Lee Scott Academy is just going to continue rolling, and they're going to be high on May rankings. Number three, the Central Red Devils, 6-2 and two after last night, beating Robert E. Lee 54-14, and that game against Auburn looms. Number four, the Lochapoca Indians. It's State Tyler Bus for the Poca Way they are on the road to take on Atugaville tonight. They are 6-0. This is a very important region game. 
for the Lochapoca Indians as they are currently in a tie with Maplesville at the top of the region at 4-0. Number five, the Beauregard Hornets. Taking on Elmore County tonight. They control their own destiny. They're undefeated in their region. And the blueprint is working for a Beauregard team that looks like the team that won the state title in 2016. Number six, I had to drop them only because they have lost three straight games. The Opelika Bulldogs. But don't be fooled. This is still a great top ten team. And I'm probably going to get some criticism from the Opelika fan base because I dropped them. But when you're four and three, you're still a great team. I did the same thing to Callaway in the other ranking, but they play Smith Station. Everything's in front of them. I think that big game, the final game of the year against Dothan, could determine whether or not Opelika gets into the playoffs. Number seven, the Eufaula Tigers. Eufaula's got a big showdown against Charles Henderson tonight for the region. Both teams are undefeated in this region. Number eight, the Handley Tigers. They got dropped in my rankings because they did lose to Aniston last week. But Hanley's no slouch. They take on Talladega tonight, and everything is in front of them. Number nine, the Real Town Rebels, undefeated in this region, along with Highland Home. I think Real Town could make a serious push for the playoffs. And number 10, I got the Chambers Academy Rebels. After beating Abbeville Christian Academy last night, they are now 5 and 2. And they have won five straight games. That was my rankings for East Alabama. Now let's go over to West Georgia, where the number one team is the Troop County Tigers. What can you say about Troop County and what they have done? This team can compete for a state championship. 6-0 after beating North Clayton 63 to nothing. They go on the road to take on Riverdale. They do have some tough opponents to wrap up the season. Trinity Christian and LaGrange. But can Troop County run the table and make a big push in the state playoffs? Number two, the Carver Tigers, after getting their first region win over the Columbus Blue Devils last week, they travel on the road to take on a Thomasville team that was the runner-up in the state title game for 2A. This is going to be a talented matchup, and then Carver has a big game next week against Crisp County. I love these region games because we don't see the familiar teams in the region like all the Columbus schools because Carver gets into their region games and Carver could start making a push for that state title run that they had last season. Number three, the St. Ampicelli Vikings taking on Brookstone, the battle for the Brucelli Jug. They want to keep it on their campus, but this game is in Brookstone at Max Strong Stadium. St. Ampicelli could really make an incredible state title run in the GIAA. I got them at number three. Number four, the Grangers from LaGrange. Four and two on the season. Taking on North Clayton tonight. They still have some tough games in front of them, including Trinity Christian and Troop County. Number five, the Callaway Cavaliers. Callaway's on a bye this week, but they are three and three. They have won three straight games. And next week, they're taking on Towers. In two weeks, they are taking on Eagles Landing Christian Academy. So get your popcorn ready. Number six, the Northside Patriots. They're five and one. I got them at number six because, you know, I had to put Callaway above Northside. I mean, it's just these two teams played on a neutral field. I think that I think Callaway would win. But Northside has had a great season. Five and one. Now they start region play. They take on Harris County tonight. Their crosstown rival. Can't wait for this game. I just can't wait. Number seven, Schley County. Four and two. Schley County is on a bye this week. And number eight, the Manchester Blue Devils also on a bye. They are four and two on the season. But don't look now. In two weeks, Manchester is taking on Schley County for a potential candidate for high school game of the week. That is going to be a massive game. Number nine, the Calvary Christian Knights. Look, they're five and two. They have the best running back in the nation, Jaden Mason. Calvary Christian, a lot of people don't realize about Calvary Christian and the type of football they play. They play at the GAPPS AA Region 2. 
They're 5-2 overall, 1-0 in region play. And they're taking on Creekside Christian Academy tonight. They got two more region games, and I think that the Calvary Christian Knights could make a deep run when it comes time to the state playoffs. And wrapping up the number 10 spot in my rankings is the Spencer Green Wave. And why not? 4-2, 3-0 in region play. And Spencer who takes on Southwest on the road tonight, they got their next three games at home. They get to play in front of that big crowd at Otis Spencer Stadium. I'm excited to see what the Spencer Green Wave can do in 2A as they can make a deep playoff run. But Northeast is going to be right there in front of them, and I think that that is going to be a challenge for the Spencer Green Wave. All right, that was... My top 10 list for East Alabama and West Georgia. Don't forget, I will reveal my new rankings on Monday's show. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back with my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank, to recap the Lanier-Russell County game last week and preview homecoming between Glenwood and Monroe Academy. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back with Corey. Welcome back to the show. And on the show, I've got my co-host and broadcast partner, Corey Bank, as we are going to recap that Lanier-Russell County game that we called last week, and we are going to preview the upcoming Glenwood-Monroe Academy game that we are calling tonight on the campus of Glenwood School. Corey, how you doing? Oh, Richard. Absolutely. Well, let's go. Uh, so we called Russell County-Lanier. It was a region game. Uh, Lanier won the game 33 to 14. Russell County is now one five on the season. Lanier is four and two. They are actually in fourth place in the region. And uh, don't look now, but Wetumpka and Carvin Montgomery are playing tonight. And that could determine who is going to win that. It's been a very rough year for Russell County. One and five. They have lost five straight. They're on the road against Pike Road who's also undefeated in the region. And Lanier was one of those teams that's in the middle of the region. As you have Park Crossing, Stanhope Elmore down at the bottom with Russell County. The Poets, they came out. Hamilton had was big playmaking capabilities. Lanier just had it was 19 to 14. Then Lanier got the touchdown to pretty much ice the game. And then they were just trying to run out the clock. And Hamilton runs it in for a touchdown, and that was the ball game. Lanier comes out on top, 33-14. to 14. Lanier had a running back who, my, my goodness, was he outstanding, Jacarius Bozeman. Bozeman was running between the tackles, hard running all game, but he also showed his speed on the outside. We saw him show his jump cut and get right to the outside, and he took in – Two runs that were over 40 yards, Richard, for touchdowns on this Russell County defense. Now, the Russell County team, they were playing without Drew Pickett in the game. So they were asking for Popcorn Tarver to seriously pick it up a notch. He carried the football decently. But Robert Calhoun, when it came down to crunch time, he made a mistake. He threw a pick six. That was very crucial in the game. The defensive line needed to get better at getting the push up front they needed to get into the backfield. When the game turned into going the second half, Russell County was not able to dial it up. It seemed like Robert Calhoun, when he was throwing the slant routes, that Lanier defense was really picking up on it and wreaking havoc in the backfield. Richard, Russell County is having a tough season, but... They are also going through a lot of adversity on the campus. And you have to like their fight, the warrior fight in them. And that's exactly the story of the season. It's not about winning games. It's about giving everything you have when adversity is on the line. And they certainly did not give up in that Lanier game. Robert Calhoun did leave the game with an injury. In comes Mitchell Green, the pocket passer, junior quarterback that shown some things he was testing out his arm it was nice to see AJ Black back in the lineup after recovering from that injury 
And I just enjoy seeing this Russell County team just continue to grow and have explosive plays. Popcorn Tarver's only a freshman. Drew Pickett will get back into the lineup. But the next time we're going to be at Russell County is in two weeks for homecoming as they will take on Park Crossing. Corey, what was the turning point in that Russell County-Lanier game? I mean, it wasn't just the pick six because Russell County was right there. They had the ball down 19-14. to 14. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. I mean, Russell County had their opportunities. What did Lanier do to seal the game? Lanier was just more dominant on the front five on both the offensive line and defensive line. I started seeing when they were – on the offensive line, they were pushing them right back. They were opening up the holes with Karius Bozeman and Hamilton. They were giving all their quarterbacks time to throw the football. Simple as that. And also, they were also making mental errors, Richard. They were costing mistakes on false start penalties, illegal motion penalties in that regard. And that's the reason why they were beating themselves in this football game. And it looked like they did not have their team at their best because they were playing with a lot of backups and it looked like they were running out of steam in terms of conditioning. And it seemed like in that game, Russell County was getting behind the eight ball, getting in third long situations because of the penalties. Lanier actually got the ball first and Russell County was able to stop them on defense. And then when Russell County got the ball for their first possession of the first quarter, they could not capitalize because they got into a third and long situation. Then they punted it back to Lanier. And all five touchdowns by the Poets were big explosive plays. of More than 40 yards. Absolutely. The pick six, which is not even an offensive play. Whether it was the quarterback throwing the deep ball mono mono over the top on a go route for the score. Whether it was Karius Bozeman getting to the outside, making defenders miss and showing his track star speed. Five plays, five big-time plays were the difference in the game. Other than that, it was looked like it was a tight ball game through and through. They didn't have their playmakers step up when they needed to, Richard. All right, now let's preview this upcoming Glenwood-Monroe Academy game. The Volunteers coming into the Swamp to take on the Glenwood Gators, who are 3-3, three and three, but they are 3-1, and one. In the AISA, Triple A, they are in third place. So their playoff chances look really good. Their only regional loss was to Lee Scott Academy, but they bounced back after getting two wins after starting the year 0-2. They lose to Lee Scott Academy 35-16. Corey, the last time we were in the swamp, the kicker kicked the lights out of the stadium. That was your ball game. And I expect us to call a full game this time, Corey, at Glenwood. Uh, what do you think about this game? So this Monroe Academy team is coming into playing. They have had a couple games this year. They've given up 40-plus burgers. So their defense has not been doing so great. They even lost to a team that the last team we called for, for Glenwood that they played against, Bessemer Academy. They, they lost them 31-20. So this team that is coming up to play against them is not the most talented team, but that does not mean that you have to do anything in terms of laying down. You have to play all the way through. But for this Glenwood team, guys we've got to be looking out for in this game, quarterback Dallas Crow, number four. He's a dual-threat quarterback, Richard. He is comfortable in the pocket. He steps up into his throws. He's consistent with his reads. And when the defense gives him the soft spot in the zone, he will exploit you. He doesn't throw forced throws, and he can get capable of amazing scrambling plays when he gets outside the pocket. He's able to extend those plays. Hits the medium route very good, whether it's your slant routes, your flag routes, your out routes. And we've seen him test the defense throwing that long ball. Another guy we're going to be looking out for this is their best player, Jamarcus Banks, JT Banks, running back. Number six, he is the definition of a balanced running back, Richard. He has the ability to make defenders miss and shake moves, but then he can lower the boom and get those hard-earned yards. I, we watched him carry four or five guys on his back, and 
actually a very good pass catcher out of the backfield and absolutely dynamic player when you get him out in screens and when he does flare routes of the backfield. Definitely a great security blanket for quarterback Dallas Crow in this game. Now, a receiver they're going to be looking out for is Aaron Burton, wide receiver number three. He's a great all-around athlete. You can line him up in the slot and bring him in motion for to do jet sweeps and end arounds. When he finds a little crease in the defense, he's got big play capability written all over him. A decent route runner indeed. And once he gets to second level, he's got a home run threat to take it to the house. Now, you got a stud outside linebacker. The brother of Aaron Burton, Lamont Burton, number four. An absolute beast. He can navigate and survey coming right off blocks. A very good tackler, both inside tackle box and out. Roaming sideline to sideline and pass coverage, making it very hard for anyone on this Monroe team coming into this ballgame. But then when he gets in the secondary and they try to throw those passing routes, he's able to cover the zone very well. But then they have a defensive end, number seven, a stud athlete as an edge rusher, Samaje Williams. He causes a lot of penetration in the backfield. He's very strong in between the tackles. He's an excellent run-stuffing defensive end, clogging up the tackles from the guard all the way outside, and you can line him up in the wide nine. He has great rip moves on the inside, and he can do the swim on the outside. It's going to be very hard to block him in this game. But there's a guy that they're going to have to count for this Monroe team. Secondary cornerback Camden White, number 42, an absolute ball hawk in this game. And I see it happening and foreseeing it. He can survey the field, reading the offense, the quarterback on all the reads. He takes the proper angles to the football, making it very hard to throw any ball on him. On him. But then he's amazing in the second level when you get near him. A heavy hitting cornerback. You could line him up as a corner. Sometimes they line him as an outside backer. Sometimes they line him as a dime. Sometimes they line him as a safety. The guy is a athlete. And when you get to the third level and you can have him on the outside, we've seen the Glenwood Gators defensive coordinator use him on exotic blitz packages, Richard. Corey and I will have the call for the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama and Beam tonight at 8 p.m. at the Swamp in Phoenix City. The Gators versus the Volunteers, not Tennessee and Florida. Uh, it should be fun, Corey. I'm looking forward to calling this game with you up in the press box. Absolutely, Richard. All right, let's talk about another team. We had the privilege of calling two games for Smith Station. The first game when they took on LaGrange in week one, and then the huge upset over Prattville. And Prattville's four and two. They're having a pretty good season, and Smith Station actually spoiled the party. In that region, only four teams are making it, and Smith Station is taking on Opelika up at Bulldog Stadium in Opelika, Alabama tonight. Opelika has lost three straight, but they did knock off Central, who beat Smith Station 38 to nothing. Now, Smith Station's got some good pieces. They struggled and lost to Dothan and lost to Benjamin Russell. But at 1-5, and five, Smith Station has proven that they can knock off top teams. But what does Smith Station need to do to come into Bulldog Stadium and get the upset against the Opelika Bulldogs? Devin Pierman has to make all the plays in the world. When you line him up in the slot in motion for jet sweeps, he's got to be a home run hitter. When you run screen bubbles to him, Jackson Greer's got to get the football to him, and he's got to make guys miss fun increase in the defense in that regard. That's where they're going to be most potent and that they're best, and most importantly, Devin Pierman in the return game. That's the only way, in my mind, they're going to dial it up. And Jackson Greer is going to have to make the necessary reads possible when he runs those RPOs. That means he's going to have to run and rush for close to 100 yards rushing in the game and be able to get that play action correctly and get it over over the top to his intended target, Devin Pierman. And Smith Station is still alive for the playoffs. Even though they're 1-5, and five, they're 1-3 and three in the region. They still have Jefferson Davis. That's actually a Saturday morning game at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery. They have Robert E. Lee. And they have Auburn. I mean, they could win 
at least two or three of those games, and they're right back in the playoff hunt. Like right now, Auburn, Central, Dothan, and Prattville are the teams. Opelika is right on the outside looking in. And so it is possible. There's a chance. There's a chance they could sneak into the playoffs. Absolutely, Richard. All right. As always, thank you so much for your insight and uh, football knowledge, Corey. I really look forward to calling this Glenwood Monroe Academy game tonight at the Swamp. I will see you there later tonight. Let's go get it and go Gators. Go Gators. That is right. That's my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. And uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sports Beats special Friday Night Lights high school football preview review show. I hope everybody enjoys all the action for week eight. We will see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel, from five to six on WQEE up in Noonan. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night, and enjoy the high school football games. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.